0: Shalom aleichem. to all of you listeners of this great station. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. I'm going to be talking about the parasha we read yesterday, Parashat more. I'm sure all of you have noticed when you were listening to the reading of the parasha yesterday that the main section of the parasha is talking about the Mu'adim. all the holidays that we have. In fact, this is the only parashah that speaks about all the holidays. All the other parashiyot that speak about summer holidays, but not all of them. As a matter of fact, this is the only parashah that talks about the Minim, Lulav, Etrog, and Arava. Uh, and if you notice that on Pesach, every day has a separate parashah. Because there's enough parashiyot that talk about Pesach. On Sukkot, the first and second day, we read the same parasha because this is the only one that speaks about the Arba minim. Now, after the description of the holidays, there are two passages in the parasha. Maybe you did not notice, notice that because they're not very long, they're short. One of them speaks about the menorah. The other one speaks about the lehema panim, the showbread. The menorah, as you know, was a candelabra of seven branches that was in the Ohel and the Bet HaMikdash. And typically uh, every evening the Kohen would come would clean up the cups from the day before put in new oil and wicks and he would light it up. How much oil did he put in? Roughly about what they call Hadzi Log. Roughly a cup. Uh, we describe it today like a cup of oil, and all the branches had the same amount, and that was enough for the uh, for the uh, light, or for the wicks to light up from one from the evening until the morning. But there was an exception: the Nerma Arabi, the western lamp, not had the same amount of oil, yet it would stay lit all away until the next evening when he would put in the new oil and keep on the, uh, the that lamp going. It was a miracle. It was a miracle like, even though the same amount as the others, it kept on going forever. Was the lechem That's a showbread. That was a bread that the kohanim typically would bake every Friday and they will chain They, 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 they uh, put it in in, in the Shulchan, but there was another miracle involved here, which is that even though they bake it this Friday, let's say, and then they'll be eating in the next week, and it stays until the next Shabbat when they they were distributed to the Kohanim, and they it, it the, the, nine days later it was exactly the same freshness as when it was taken out of the oven the week before. It stayed absolutely fresh, unbelievable. Okay, fine, but now what is the connection between these uh, the two uh, uh, items, the Menorah and the apanim, to the Ma'adim? Why were these two short passages inserted in the Torah right after the Mo'adim. Everything the Torah has, has a reason. Rabbi Sarotsky, he gave a beautiful answer. He says that the Gemara in Masichet Hagigah says that they were warning the Kohanim, the Ameratzim, not to touch the table for fear that they could be Tameh, Amerasim, they didn't know. And if so, they would make the table Tameh. Remember, we're talking about the Mu'adim. In Mu'adim, there were lots and lots of people, thousands of people coming in, and there were like hundreds of Kahnim in there. So, some of them may not know the rules exactly. They may touch the table. And if they do, the table is Tameh, a big problem. Why? See, all the vessels in the Mikdash, they had doubles. If a vessel became tamid, they bring another one to replace it. Not a problem. However, the Shulhan cannot be replaced because it says, ya lifne Hashem tamid. Always had the breath, had to be there all the time. It cannot be missing, even for one second. But if you replace it, then the bread will be missing for a short time until the old bread is transferred to the new table. It can't happen. So, since this warning happened just at the time of the Ma'adim, when so many people are coming to Rabedin Mikdash, it was listed here after the Ma'adim. Okay, that's fine. But what about the, what about the menorah? Well, the Well, the menorah had the name Arabi, as we mentioned before, the Western Candle, that had to be always lit. And if you exchange it, it becomes Tameh, and you have to exchange it, then for some time, whatever time it is, is going to be uh, extinguished, and that cannot happen. This is what Rabbi Sarotzkin says. Now, actually, there is another very interesting um, uh, reason for that. And that's the following. We just mentioned that we had the uh, menorah had a miracle involved in it. The miracle of the Western lamp. Okay? Now, Nera Maravi, that was a miracle. And there was a miracle involved also with the Lechimapanim, with the showbread. Two miracles, great miracles. Now, when did the people come in great multitudes to Rebet Amikdash? They came during the Mu'adim. Shalosh, Bashana, three times a year. There would be hundreds and hundreds of people coming in, right? That is the time to show them. Look, look at the miracle of the Nerma Aravi. Look at the miracle of Lechem Apanim. That was the time, the Mo'adim. When a father comes with his son and he tells him, look, look my son, look. Look at this miracle we have in the Beit HaMikdash. Everyone gets a recharge of spirituality during that time. But when is that time? The time of the Mo'adim. That's why, perhaps that's why the Torah put these two right after the Mu'adim. Because that is the time when the miracle really was displayed to everyone, was shown to everyone that was coming in order to invigorate and increase the faith of all the people that come in. That is one second answer. Now there is another answer and this one is quite interesting but pay attention the menorah and the lechem panim perhaps are a continuation to the ma'adim. now we have a list of all the muadim Pesach uh, Shavuot Rosh Hashanah Kippur and, and, and Sukkot everything is listed here what about Hanukkah, Purim, Hanukkah, Purim and Hanukkah. Now these of course are not uh, uh, holidays from the Torah. The holidays from Darabana. It happened after the Torah, way after. But perhaps there is a hint, a remez in these two, that the menorah hints to the festival, to the holiday of Hanukkah, and the lehema panim, perhaps, actually hints, gives us a hint to the holiday of Purim. Well, the question is, how? How do we understand the hint here? Well, for the menorah, it's quite simple. Now, this is, we do know uh, that that uh, the, the okay, of course, the menorah was something that only the Kohen uh, was uh, uh, able uh, to clean it out and prepare everything else, right? Now it says, in Parashat Be'alotcha, okay, which talks also about the Ne'or, Be'alotcha et it says over there, and Rashi brings a Midrash, Lama nismecha parashat ha-menorah le right before Baalotcha is Parashat Nassau which talks about the the leaders who were bringing the Korbanot the leader of each Shevet but one Shevet I mean the Kohen himself the Kohanim the Shevet Levi. the Kohanim is not there so he said like this when he saw Hanukkah Tenisim. That the Nisim were the one that were inaugurating and were bringing the korbanot. Hal Shadatu. What? He felt bad. Shelo hai i am going Hanukkah. He was not part of it. After all, the Koranima, the one that's going to be doing the service to Akadash Baruch all year round. Lo hu Not him and not his tribe. So what happened? Akadosh Barucho told him he wanted uh, to, to uh, uh, give him more strength. He says, you know, I'm going to give you something which is even greater than the fact that the korbanot that these Nasi'im are bringing. And what's that? Because you're the one that's going to be cleaning up and doing all things. You're going to take, be taking care of the mitzvah of lighting up the menorah. So, the question is, what's the gadlut here? They're bringing the korbanot. You're lighting the menorah. So, what's the gadlut here of the menorah? Why is it, what's is the light, Is, is, is that has a gadlut more? than the Korbanot. This answer, the answer to this question was given by the Ramban. The Ramban says, this alludes to the menorah of Hanukkah, which be lit for all generations to come, while the offerings of the Beit HaMikdash were only when the Mikdash existed. Where? While the, the, the Korbanot of the Nisi'im was only while the Beit HaMikdash was Kayyam, was present. But the menorah, he says, this refers to something that's going to happen later on with the Hashemunayim. And they're going to go to the Beit HaMikdash. And they're going to light the menorah. And from there on, we're going to have Hanukkah, which is forever. That's what we mean, Ramban says, by Shelecha Gedola So perhaps the reason why the 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 Torah brings this uh, uh the the nerot here of the menorah right next to Ma'adim to give us a hint, a hint for the Hanukkah. What about Purim? Well, when it comes to Purim, really. It's quite, it's very, very, very difficult to answer this question with Purim. Not easy. How do you get the hint of Purim from lehama Apanim? It's not so simple. Perhaps uh, we can say something. It's not something that I have a source for it, but maybe we can understand it this way. Is a Midrash that says, Rashbi, B. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai asked his students why was there a gezerah for the Jews to be eliminated? We're talking about Purim now. Why? What was there a gezerah? Gezerah tamani machshimu zikhroum. So the student answered because they benefited they had benefit from the banquet of Ahashwarosh. As you know Ahashwarosh gave a banquet for a long time. They were there, and they enjoyed themselves. Okay, so then, uh, uh, then Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai asked his students, "If so, then the Gezerah should be only on the Jews in Shushan. Only in Shushan there were the Jews that actually went to the banquet. Why the rest of the empire? Why should we get for everybody?" So the Midrash continues the Talmudim say you tell us tell us why. So he said the following very very interesting and subtle thing. He said because some 70 years before that 70 before that they were Nebuchadnezzar when they were in Galut and Babel, Nebuchadnezzar had built a huge statue 90 feet high Nine feet wide. Huge one. And he declared that everyone must bow down to it or else get killed. This is what, if you recall the story of Hananiah, Misha, Eva, Azariah, they refused to and put him in a fire, but Akalashwar who uh, rescued them. So, right. so that's the reason because they bowed down from 70 years before. That's why there was a Gezera of Haman. But then they asked him, but they only pretended to bow down. The people in their heart, they didn't want to bow down. It was just pretended to do so. They didn't mean to do it. They were still loyal to Asha. So he said to them, same thing with Purim. Hashem only pretended to impose a gezerah on the Jews, but it didn't happen. It was just for show. In order to have this miracle happening of actually the gezerah was reversed, and Haman and the enemies of the Jews are the ones that got that got killed and suffered from it. That was the miracle that happened with the Bnei Israel, that were being saved by Kadosh Baruch Maybe this idea of show only maybe perhaps this is the hint of Lechem Hapanim. Show bread was also only for show to the people in order to show them the great miracle of the bread which remained fresh for an entire week with the same freshness as when it was taken out of the oven. It was a show. Perhaps this is why this parasha of Lechem Panim is also after the Moadim to give us this hint of Purim. It, it, quite interesting why these two passages are put there. If you allow me, I would like to also, now we're talking about the mitzvah of Ule regalin the mitzvah of Re'iyah, uh, and, and so on. We have six hundred thirteen mitzvot really in the Torah. So I want to bring up a short passage uh, from Pirkei Avot. Nowadays we read Pirkei Avot all the time, right? Every Shabbat we read it. Most people uh, study perhaps the first or middle. I want to bring the last one. He says, Rabbil Azab bin Azaria Listen to what Rabbil Azab says. A great fundamental principle in, in our religion. Any man whose wisdom exceeds his deeds, who can we compare him to? Okay? To what is he like? So he says, le elan, it is like a tree whose branches are many but the roots are few. Very few roots. Remember, the roots are the ones that hold the branches. If you have very little roots a wind comes, it uproots it and it overturns it. That's what it is. Aval, however, Anyone whose deeds exceed his wisdom, so who does, who will, uh, to what is he like? The opposite. A tree whose branches are few, but roots are many. I got many roots there. So even if all the winds in the world come and blow on it, they kind of budget from its place. Rabbi Isaiah says that. Now, wisdom is acquired, of course, from studying the Torah. And these are the mitzvot. He's telling us here something very important. The mitzvot is one of the main thing that we have. Now we have to do the mitzvot. Throughout our life, we do have an obligation to study Torah at all times. As it says, Although there is a special mitzvah to learn Torah, but another main purpose is to learn in order to know how to practice. In order to know how to fulfill the Mitzvot. And fulfilling the mitzvot is the deeds that this Mishnah is talking about. The deeds, ma'asaf, talk about mitzvot. In our religion, as opposed to many others, we have to strive to maximize our deeds. The deeds. A businessman strives to maximize his profits. We have to strive to maximize our mitzvot. Our religion is is a religion of action. Not just theory. Just learning for the sake of learning. Have yourself learning. Fine. But that's not all. No. Our religion is a religion of action. We must act and do things. Not just think about them. So I learn. I know I have to do this and this and I have to give, say that I can, so on, but I don't give. So I'm learning for what? <laughs> i mean, you know, some, you have to do it. I don't know about fini, but I don't put on God forbid. I know about Shabbat, but you know, now, the deeds, the ma'asim tovim, the fulfillment of the mitzvot is very, very important. I'll give you an example from Moshe Rabbeinu about the menorah we were talking about before, about the menorah. How is the menorah built? HaKadosh Baruch told Moshe Rabbeinu, he gave him instructions. Okay? This is the way you shall build the mineral. So many branches, so many cups, so many flowers, buttons, so on and so forth. Okay? Moshe Rabbeinu could not do it. Couldn't do it. So he said, you know what? He comes to Hashem, I'm sorry, I can't do it. He had a hard time. I said, you know what? I'm going to show, I'm going to show it to you. And Hashem showed him the mineral fire. Okay, so now he saw, he saw a specimen, right? So go back. Now start working on it. So do something. He still had a hard time. He couldn't finish it. Had a hard time. So what happened? Hashem said to him, you know, just take a hunk of gold throw it into the fire, and lo and behold, a menorah came up. By itself. All by itself. Now, the question is, if so, if this is the end result, that the menorah was going to be done anyway by itself, why did Hashem have to tell Moshe Rabbeinu, first, I'm giving you instructions, and he goes and works and works, and then couldn't do it. Here, I'm mean, going show it to you. And he goes and works and works and so on. And then they go, why? Do it right away. It's very important. This is what we're talking about here. <laughs> we talk about the deeds, the ma'asim, the action. Hashem is teaching Moshe binu, who teaches us that we always have to do, take action. Do whatever we can to take action. Even if the end result may be a failure. Even if we cannot achieve the fulfillment of that particular mezvan, we still have to go and take action. Two deeds. Ma'asaf mirubin If you try to do those deeds at all times, then you know you'll be successful. You can't just say, okay, well, I'm thinking about it. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't do it. But, you know, it's raining outside. Or it's snowing outside. I can't do it. I can't go to school now. It's, I, I, I Forget it. No. Try. Go to your car. Start it up. See if you can do it. Most probably you'll be able to. And if not, well, you still get it. <laughs> you, you, you still did something. You know, when we say, is when you think, thinking not just thinking alone, when you actually try to do the master, you do it, you do all your best, and you can't, well, you get the reward for that too. You did, deeds, misvot, maasim tovim. This is what this Mishnah is telling us. Abin Azar bin Azariah, he said, Beware! Don't just be a thinker and think of doing things. When it comes to misvot, not enough. You have to do. You have to take action. I mean, Hashem, if all of us will follow this principle of at all times trying to really fulfill, rather than just think about things or give excuses why I cannot do things if we, all of us will make an effort and strive to do the Mitzvot, so, HaKadosh uh, Baruch sure we'll reward us for the speedily coming of the Mashiach. Uh, I just want to remind you again, this station is a great station. There's a lot of benefit for the entire community. And I hope that you can try your best to help it thrive and continue and try to contribute as much as you can. Also, if you have any uh, simha, please contact our office. We have a beautiful social hall. I'm sure we can accommodate you. Shavuot to all of you.